Bantery, the podcast designed for you. Well, hello and welcome back to Bantery, the podcast designed for you. Today, we've got one of our amazing friends of photography with us today, which is Jojo, or whatever you're calling yourself today. I'm calling myself Jojo today. Hello. Hello. Amazing. So Jojo is a food photographer. Uh, You've also worked in the food industry in the background, so Mm -hmm. you know a bit more about that than most people. Uh, You've done a lot with Bolton Food Festival. Yep. Uh, You've met some fabulous people. I have indeed, including yourself, obviously. And you also get followed by a lot of chefs. As you know, I'm James. I'm going to be your host of Bansity today. And we're going to have a good chat. We're going to go back through some old history because we've known each other a while now. Yes, we Uh, have. So we've got some history. And we're going to talk you through all that today. So, Jojo, tell everybody a bit about yourself, what you do, what you get up to, and where you're from. Well, I'm originally from the northeast. Um, Which you can't tell. You can't, I worked very hard to get rid of the text, <laughs> believe me. But when I'm angry, it comes out. So, you you won't hear it on this podcast, but believe me, it's true. Uh, I currently live in Bolton. I work at the moment, I work in a school, in the catering department. But I've basically done almost every job within the food industry that you can think of. And in my spare time, I photograph food. Right, perfect. So, when was your last time you did some photography? Oh, God, goodness me. Christmas, actually, I did, um, for a baker friend of mine, I shot his uh, Christmas collection. Oh, very nice. And what did he make? Uh, all these handmade chocolates, lots of decadent, like, blondies and brownies. Oh, they were just, they were amazing, because obviously, I have to try it. I have of to make sure that, you know. I bet you sit there and try everything on the menu. <laughs> I didn't try the chocolates. There is a. I had to spray them with chocolate to make them uh, with hairspray. Sorry, to make them shiny. So, um, but everything right. else, yes, I. Ate. Well, on that side, do you know any other tips and tricks for photography? For food, food photography. Food. Yeah. Uh, my trick is always like to have in the kit would be things like hairspray, oil, um, like not pers what well, perspex discs basically that fit your plate, so you can always create a, a layer there if you want something to sit up quite high. All right. Without, so you know, you can put like you put your soup in, and you want your, your toppings to sit up. Then you would put something underneath it. Yep. Um, really good lights. Camera isn't super essential in terms of how good it is because obviously things like iPhones work really, really well. They have all the editing software. It's just about finding your exact style. Yep. And your exact style is food. Yes, I yep. like my pictures to be really light though, very. Mm. Um, it's all about the food. A lot of photographers like to. Obviously, show you the setup of the whole table, the crockery, the cutlery. Yeah. You know the centerpiece. You know the odd piece of like the ingredient here and there. And I'm not really like that. I just want you to see the food as it is because it should make you want to eat it there and then. Yeah. You don't need to know it's got cinnamon sticks in the recipe. Who honestly gives a monkeys? Not me. No, but as long as it looks good, it feels good. Yes. Yeah, because I think our photography is a slight, a slight bit different. Yeah. Because I mean, all the all the photographers I admire are a completely different style from me. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's how you learn is, is, you know, by trying to, to recreate something that isn't within your comfort zone, I think. So, yeah. So what's been your favorite place to photograph? Favorite? I'll have to come back to you on that one. I honestly don't know. You don't know? Oh, we'll have to find that one out later. I, um, I did a collection of portraits. Uh, that was my final year project, uh, when I did my photography course at college. So that was quite interesting because that's definitely not me. I don't do portraiture don't do right. weddings christenings that kind of thing not my not my forte 
Um, so that was quite interesting. Saw some very beautiful dining rooms right. as well. Like the Midland. Yes. Uh, the French. Stunning, stunning dining room. It is a stunning dining room, especially now that they've done all of the uh, hotel up now. It looks absolutely great. It even smells posh. Does, I, do you know what? I've been in and I went in to go and have a nosy around when they first opened up yeah. and then I actually didn't do anything else in there. <laughs> you know when you um, walk into a place and you think, I'm going to get kicked out because I'm just dressed in my normal clothes. That's very much the Midland. Yeah, we have a habit of that, don't we? Going <laughs> into places of being underdressed. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, underdressed or overdressed. Both are bad, but... Yeah. So, what's your sort of... Let's go to food now. Let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. We'll come back to the food industry in a minute. Yeah. Uh, so, what's your cuisine? What do you go to? What do you... What, what is your sort of love food that you want to eat every single day other than Diet Coke? Yeah, uh, that is a bad addiction. People don't get started on the Diet Coke. Um well, it was the only request I got today when she came to see me to do this was Diet Coke. I'm not I'm not one of those Hollywood stars that has a rider with like 60,000 requests on. I literally just need Diet Coke and I'm a happy woman. Yep. Um, what do I want to eat all the time? I always want sushi, particularly salmon sashimi. Um, I, I like a really, really nice ribeye steak, medium rare, probably rare with Bernays sauce. Any kind of shellfish. And Chinese food. Oh, that's just food to me, obviously, being Chinese. It's just it's just food. It's just food. Yeah. So what's your favourite part of Chinese food? Considering it's uh, in Manchester today, it's the Chinese New Year ceremony day, even though mm-hmm. Chinese Year was earlier in the month. Manchester's yeah. always a little bit behind that, isn't it? So. it? Well, they have to do it the weekend, don't they? I'm surprised they didn't do it last weekend, to be honest. But um, it, specific recommendations and places well, to go? So yeah, we can do that if you want. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, it's your podcast. Yeah. Well, I just if, happens to be the host. If we're driving and we don't want to pay for parking, then we would go to Taiwu, which is up on Upper Rook Street, or Glamorous, which is in Ancoats, upstairs from Wingip, because they both have free parking. Bonus in the city centre, to be fair. Uh, if I'm in Chinatown, it's either Jade City or Happy Seasons. And then I'd say, if you're at Happy Seasons, walk to the back of the block, go to Happy Lemon, get the, the plain cheesecake, the Japanese cheesecake, because it's amazing. Right. No word of a lie. I'd eat one of those bad boys myself. And then go to Wong Wong's and get some some Chinese cakes and breads. They're right. all really good. Uh, Supermarket-wise, I prefer... I'm going to say Chi Yip over in Middleton. I'd go right. the other yep. side of... I just prefer what they've got, really. Right. The restaurant's not bad upstairs. I have no wedding reception there, to be fair. That was okay, but that's another story. Um... But yeah, mostly it's happy seasons because I want something really tasty but really quick and I want to go. I don't want to, yeah. I don't care about the service, which in Chinese restaurants is quite abrupt. Yeah, I remember going, we, we went to uh, Glamorous, didn't we? Yes. <coughs> Above uh, a Chinese supermarket in Manchester yeah. and we had a bit of fun in there, but it was very much uh, direct. Yeah, then, they don't want to know your life story. They don't care about being no. nice. They just want you to and eat, And they don't want pay, a tip either. No. <laughs> sweet, sweet, pay, guys. Eat, pay, leave. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I did, I did all the little trolley though she brought out with all the dim sum on it. They've got rid of that now. They've not, have they? Yeah, apparently they don't do the trolleys anymore. So in other words, that was our last time ever having a trolley? Yeah. No, oh, we'll have to go to somewhere else in Manchester sure that does trolleys. We'll have to fly to Hong Kong, I think. Yes, well, that has to be on the list. Yes. Subject to uh, everything that's going on there at the moment. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, I think I grew up and we used to go for dim sum every single week as a family. And my dad is one of five, so you can imagine how big our tables were. Yeah. So we've grown up with it very much 
as an integral part of mm. our, our family life. Your mum and dad still work in food, don't they? Yes. Only for about another three weeks. Right. So they're retiring, aren't they? They are retiring. They're moving out. They're going to look after my child. Good. Are they moving around the corner from you? Yes, then? they are. <laughs> so in other words, you've got free, uh, free childcare. Free childcare, yeah. free food. It's going to be yeah. amazing. Because your mum and dad have run a Chinese restaurant. For they're a takeaway, yeah. Yeah, for many, many years. Yeah. And I've grown yeah. up in it as well. Because so. you've got some stories about Chinese Chinese takeaways, haven't you? Oh, yeah. So come on, tell us your uh, favourite story to share about Chinese takeaways. It's... There's, I can't really... I think, right, I always said, growing up, when I got to teenager, somebody needs to write a book or a, a guide to how to order Chinese food. Right. Okay? And I'm very... I have my pet peeves because when I work, I either work on the fryer or I answer the phone and pack the bags, right? And the fact is, it's like, know what you want, order in a timely fashion, don't need to hear your conversation with the rest of your family and don't ask for free food. And right. that's like my biggest bugbear is like, I want a bag of chips, but you're going to give me free prawn crackers. Yeah. No, because I didn't, I don't want to come in and work for two hours extra to give you something for free. As bad as that sounds. And the fact, and people are like, oh, how can you not? Give us free prawn crackers. Everybody else does. Well, go see everybody else. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're a small independent business. We can't afford to keep giving away free food. Yep. You can go to Asda, classic example, every week of, of the year to get your weekly shopping. And Asda gives you nothing in return. Doesn't even no. have a loyalty points. Do you, do you go to Mr. Asda and say, you need to give me something free? No, you don't. You just accept it. So why should I give you something free? True. That's why people have the choice, isn't it? So when you look at supermarkets, you've got the likes of Tesco's that do give you that free, you know. Yeah, they give me the vouchers and they give mm-hmm. me money off the products that I buy most often. And they do actually tailor it exactly to my yeah. my shopping. And Waitrose does as well. I love Waitrose. And that's where we're going after this. Oh, is Waitrose. I love Waitrose. Waitrose is my favourite. <laughs> yeah. So Chinese takeaways, mm-hmm. biggest bugbear is people not ordering correctly. Yes. And what's your... Because you worked on the fries in there. Yes. So what's the conversations you've had with some of the public about Chinese food? There's got the, to be some little com- nuggets and stories. The most often I get is people coming in and saying, can I have like naan breads and poppadoms? It's like, dude, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Absolutely wrong place. Chinese people don't do any of those. Well, what else, what am I supposed to order? Well, how the hell do I know what you want to eat? I don't know. What True, hell? yeah. And like, I don't mind... Because usually, if you're ordering for a group of people, you'll have somebody who wants something that isn't Chinese. So they want sausage and chips, fish and chips. Yeah, and that's I know fine. people like that. <laughs> it's fine if it's the one person. It's when you ring me up and ask for like six fish and chips and it's just on my menu as like a last resort to get your kids to eat something. You don't order anything Chinese. That really annoys me. Yeah. So what's your favourite thing to order on the Chinese menu then? Crispy aromatic lamb, which nobody does. Ever. Yeah. What's it's, it's a rare one. Let, let's read it back a bit. Go on. What's your thing to order on a normal Chinese menu? On a normal not the Chinese. Jojo oh, version. okay. No, no. Like, not like a traditional Chinese menu. Not, not a traditional Chinese menu with all the things like chicken's feet and tripe and all of that on. Things that probably listeners might want to go and try. You know what? Takeaways do do it. It's just rare. Um, the crispy aromatic lamb. Oh, what do I always get? I always get a pancake roll. The big ones with the bean sprouts in. And... I take it, I scoop out all the filling and I put cream style sweet corn in, which is something that you can find in a supermarket. Yeah. Or I dip it into curry sauce and, and like fill it with curry sauce and fried rice and then eat that instead of the filling, which is very weird. Question is, what do you do with the filling? Give it to somebody who'll eat it. Somebody ah. that's not me will eat it. Right. Okay. Um, so that's normally your husband then, yeah? Yeah. Or pork fried rice, 
with tomato sauce, and I mean tons of tomato sauce, and uh, put onto prawn crackers. So in other words, you've heard it here, basically tomato sauce is the go-to thing tomato <laughs> on the sauce Chinese is, menu. Yeah. <laughs> tomato ketchup is really, really common in Asian cooking. So it is, is spam. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly enough. But no, it was like, it's okay sauce is the majority of that base is tomato ketchup. Mm-hmm. It's at half tomato and half... Yeah, should, should we tell everybody how it's actually made? So I can, can give, now... I can give you like a brief outline of how you make it. I can't give you my secrets, obviously, because my dad will kill me. Yeah. But it's basically half ketchup and half HP fruity sauce. It's not brown sauce, it's HP fruity sauce. You can't get it wrong because it, it doesn't work. Uh, Worcester sauce, sugar... Um, and then salt a little bit, maybe. Just yeah. taste it. Because the thing is, there's actually there's no nothing else in it, really, is there? No. Because some people have five spice to it, don't they? Oh. I know. And you have a don't. thing about five spice. Five spice has its place, but don't put it in everything that's Chinese because yeah. it so doesn't belong in everything. What would you use five spice for, then? Five spice. I use it in marinades for like chicken wings, ribs, char siu. Yep. And uh, for salt and pepper mix as well. And what should it not be used in? Chow mein, fried rice, anything, any of the soups. Any of the soups? No. So, what's your favourite soup then? Soup. Wonton soup. Wonton noodle soup. Wonton noodle soup. Yeah, that from Chinatown. Mm. Yeah, from Happy Seasons with like a duck leg on. Oh, duck leg on? Yeah, of course. So, what's the perfect combination? Come on. Oh, no. It, it's every day is different. Every day is different. But if, yeah. you, if you were taking your family out and you were taking your mum and dad out because of the Chinese food connoisseurs, yeah. what would be the thing you'd order for mum and dad? Right, mum and dad would, well, they would order. True, because it's fluent Chinese, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> dad would order half a roast duck, probably some char siu, because that's his favourite. Um, I like the braised beef, beef brisket noodles, because it's in this really savoury, peppery, garlicky sauce. It's amazing. Um, dad likes seafood, so like scallops and vermicelli with yep. garlic and soy, maybe lobster. Because we do eat a it's lot a of lobster. Mm-hmm. No, but you know what? It's just, it's a Chinese thing. Well, the thing is, there's actually, well, do you want to tell the story about the, the fish man that turns up on a Sunday morning? Oh, God. <laughs> right. So if you follow me on Instagram, um, I post pictures up of Sunday seafood, which is what my dad usually makes for us when we go over on a Sunday. In fact, we're going to go over later. And a lot of the times it'll be the scallops or lobster. And people are forever messaging me like, where do you buy a fresh lobster on a Sunday morning? And there is a van in Chinatown very early on a Sunday morning, if you know where to go, that sells seafood. And it's all legit. I know it doesn't sound normal to buy seafood out of a van. Just a transit van, not a proper fish van. But it's it exists. And you can get a lobster quite cheap because it'll be missing a claw or something. Yeah. And to be fair, I can live without that because the claw isn't my favourite bit anyway. The tail is. So, there you go. Yeah. And how much, roughly, have you seen them for a kilo? It's like 22 quid, isn't it? £22 a kilo. Yeah. Average lobster is, what, 700 grams? Yeah. So, if you think about it, actually, it's a steal. And if you were to buy them from a supermarket, in fact, I've got my phone with me, shall we see how much it is? Oh, oh live. you're getting live data here. Not going to tell you what day this who, is on, but it's who, live data. Who, has a, who sells lobster in a supermarket? Uh, Waitrose. All right, I'm on Waitrose now. Lobster. Is that a frozen one? Though? Oh, yeah, it's a frozen one. Twenty-two so, fifty a kilo. That's not fresh, that's frozen. Which has its place, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, it does. If you're doing lobster rolls, um, mm-hmm. perfect. Or you're doing a lobster thermidor, things like that. Because you don't really need it to be perfect. 
Yeah, it's about twenty two fifty. Yeah, about but fresh, it's a lot more. Yeah, that fresh and live is a lot more. Yeah, yeah. And you know, if you go to Chinese supermarkets, like I look in there and I go, oh, I can't have that today. <laughs> I know there's a place in Bolton that doesn't like forty pound a kilo. Forty pound a kilo. A kilo for lobster. I yeah. could fly to somewhere, pick it up, and bring it back, and still make less money. <laughs> I was watching this video, right? Chef Stats, which uh, everyone should follow on, on YouTube, by the way, because they're amazing. And they were making Peking duck, and it was a five day process. I could fly to China, eat Peking duck, and come home and still have three days left. Yeah, you could do. I mean, just to like put that in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Because tell everybody how we make Peking duck. Because I'm always, I, I know how it's made, but. Yeah, I mean, the, the really long winded way, don't bother. Leave it to the professionals. But, the but short basically. Way. You um, butterfly a duck, so you take out the backbone, cut it in half, and then they're laid in a massive, massive cauldron. And the only way I can explain it is like, do you know how there's a certain Kardashian that puts her cookies in a centric pattern? Oh, yes. They're basically laid like that, then water's added, and all the spices come in a muslin bag that you buy from the Chinese supermarket. You throw it in, bring it up to the boil, simmer it, take it out, and then throw it into the deep fat fryer. Right, so the reason it's crispy is it's deep fat fried. Yeah. Oh. You can put it in an air fryer, works perfectly. Normal oven, whack it up high, works yeah. perfectly. So what I need to do is buy a duck, spatchcock it. Yeah. Get the flavour and spice yeah. from Chinese supermarkets, which is many of them around the UK, and internationally if you want to travel. So if you want to fly, you know, flight to Beijing, you can pick one up there, I'm sure. Yeah. Might get stuck to the amazing. border on the way yeah. back in, but you know, that's fine. You know what though, I, I brought meat back from New York. I brought... Um, We've got a friend, also another James. Yep. I brought in pastrami and um Yes, we need to, I need something. To, yeah, because yeah. James is a character. I love yeah. James to bits. Oh, we brought him back, went to Katz's Deli, bought loads of deli meat and uh, brought it all back for him for a sandwich. Like literally got off the plane from New York, dumped my luggage off at home, drove to Manchester when they had the restaurant and was like, yes. there you go. Here's your meat, and you go, oh yeah, got to look the board though, that anybody knows? <laughs> Every time I come back from like a weird foreign place, I'm like, James, here's a meat product. Yeah. There you go. You must think I'm absolutely insane. Ah, uh, well, you know, but he loves you though. Yeah, he does. True. He does. So, shall we talk a bit about the food industry? Because we both have a background in food. Yes. We met in We did. A business. We, actually, we met in a business that we can't tell you the name. Uh, but it's in Bolton. It was in Bolton at one point. Mm, yeah. Uh, now it's absconded from that area, but let's leave it there. Yeah. Uh, we met on the uh, telephones, actually. Yes. I was the account. I was the rep who went out and saw people, and you I were the, was the, uh... the site manager. I wish I was the site manager. No, no. I tried. I tried. Yeah, I was just the CEO. No, um, mm. I was the one that persuaded chefs to buy more than what they needed. Yeah, in an ethical way, of course. Yeah, because when they're putting the order in, I'm like, well, what's on your menu this week? I see you've got this. Have you actually bought this, that, the other? Because we can supply you with that. Yeah. Yeah. Then they always tell you they've gone somewhere else to go and get that anyway. <laughs> I need stock cubes. I'm yeah. going to Asda. Yeah. Enjoy your trip to Asda. But what's, but what's you know, behind the food industry, what did mm. you actually see that was impressive, how it works? What did... Bantity. In partnership with Canal Street Media. If you've already got one of the Canal Street cars, you'll be benefiting from discounts at 160 retailers and food outlets across Manchester. If you've not got your card yet, don't worry, there's a great way to get it. Just visit Canal Street's online website and you'll be able to buy your card either as a one-off payment or as a monthly subscription, which goes to helping some amazing good causes across Canal Street and Manchester. Bantity, the podcast created for everyone. Just like... 
I didn't realise, because obviously when you run something like a Chinese takeaway, you're only ever going to have a very limited sort of um, list of ingredients. Yeah. And you're only going to have maybe two or three suppliers. And most of it's cash and carry. Um, when you start going into a higher level, a higher end restaurant, mm-hmm. and they need lots of specialist products, you, you don't realise how many people they need to go to and the exact degree of... Um, yeah. The quality of it has to be. It's not just like I want class well, A. It's you yeah. Know, Are you I talking want... class AAA, which yeah. only exists if you can hand pick it? Yeah, so, and I need like super yeah. big strawberries for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Well, the the best one was uh, all the all the sort of far eastern leaves. So yes. pandan leaves. Yeah. Uh, the amount of hands a pandan leaf will come through before it arrives on your plate in a restaurant yeah. is incredible. And then you think like, oh, this supplier. I would not think they supplied that because let's say no. they're an Italian supplier and they're like, oh yeah, we've got your fresh galangal. What? Mm-hmm. Just tell me what galangal is. About. Oh, it's like a, it's a, it's a lot like ginger, but it's a bit more citrusy and it's a bit more mild. It's used a lot in yeah. Thai cooking, Vietnamese cooking. Yeah, I would yeah. say Thai, Vietnamese, it's, it's used more in your sort of... It's a curry paste yeah. mainly, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's really nice. It is, and you know when you're talking about these very specialist restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, there's quite a few, you know if you're ever around Manchester, there's tons of specialist food restaurants. Yeah, some of them you wouldn't think where they are. Uh, we will at some point do a sit down podcast and actually talk about food restaurants, yes. uh, but we've got to clear it with them first before we start talking about them all. Uh, but some of them, the food that they've ordered has been incredible. Yeah, you know, and I, I've been lucky enough to actually go into these facilities and talk to the chefs and. Things from, uh, I think the one I had was uh, fresh lotus root. Yes, which you can buy in Chinese supermarkets. Which you can buy in Chinese supermarkets. But actually getting it where it's not packaged in plastic. And it's completely fresh. Oh, there was that chef who needed carrots of a certain width and length because he needed to make nine exact portions out of it. And if it wasn't right, he would send it back. Yes, I remember that one. And And how many times did we try that one? I can't remember. (laughs) It's a carrot, just use a smaller one and make the same portions and I know because I don't I don't cook that level it's very easy for me to say and when yes. you're obsessive about it I can I can understand mm-hmm. why they're like no that's exactly how I want it to be and I'm paying the premium for it yeah but the other nice thing now is now that I've left that part of the industry is like the um the list just came out for the top 100 restaurants yes and I can see my old clients that I used to talk to on the phone pop up in that top 100 and I think Oh, I wonder if you're still doing those fried green tomatoes that probably tasted like crap. Yeah. Because it was just not the right... I know. Yeah. And it's it's like, you know, we're starting to see things like the Michelin Guides change. So uh, there's now the green Michelin Guide. Yeah. And we've and got you, one in Stockport, haven't we? We've got one in Stockport. Yeah. Uh, I still haven't been, by the way. I still haven't been either. We've got a Michelin star in Manchester, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got some aspiring Michelin starred restaurants. Yeah. Which, if you're in Manchester, you will happily find these places. I think we're really lucky where we live. We are, yes. Given the, the geographical size of it, because Manchester's not small. No. You need a car, basically, to go yeah. to these. Well, the easiest way to put it is to drive from one end of Greater Manchester to the other can take around about an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, but if you think, like, just in the centre, how many food businesses are out of mm-hmm. every, like, category of price and, yep. and you know, genre of cuisine, <clears throat> and then you go out into, like, what? Altrincham, um, Alderley Edge, yep. whole different scene of restaurants. Then you go out towards like Ramsbottom, yep. and out that way, you go into the Peak District. And again, it, it changes so vastly, but the choice is amazing. Yes, it is. But it's always like you can 
you can go anywhere in Manchester and find a really good, good restaurant. Meal. Yes. You can find some restaurants that have their own farms. Yes. You know, that it's shocking, you know, the, the, the chef owns a farm, you know, and they're a high-end chef, but they happen to be just in the back end of Stockport. They took they took know. the Farmville concept a bit further than we thought. Yeah, I think they started playing the game and got a bit carried away. Oh no, my <laughs> aubergines need to be harvested. Yeah, basically. All the, uh, the, yeah, all the lamb or the beef or whatever it comes from. But the food scene in Manchester is absolutely incredible. We've got incredible suppliers yeah. too. We have, yes. Yeah. So the, you know, we, we know, talking like there's an amazing uh, heritage tomato uh, provider literally is in just outside of Holmes Chapel, which isn't too far away from Manchester. I'm so ignorant. My taste buds are so... I got some heritage tomatoes because yes. I, I live near Bolton Market and we've got a wonderful array of like yep. produce. They just taste like normal tomatoes. Well, that's kind of what they are. But I don't know uh, if that's the point. Like, Well, they are, because I, I went to a restaurant the other day. Um, they did heritage tomatoes. And I, because I know what to taste for. Mm. And it was very hard to try and taste what I knew. Because I've tasted them fresh off the vine at this place in Home Chapel. Mm-hmm. Completely different fresh off the vine. They taste absolutely amazing. They have though. to be ripe, though, yeah. at that exact point. And they, they taste, I would say they taste very floral when mm. you get them traditionally, you get them straight off the plant. But two, three hours later, you've lost that floralness mm. and you've got a, just a very sort of higher level of tomato flavour. That's yeah. what I would say it is. So is it worth the extra money? That's a question. It's like things like uh, heritage carrots. Yeah, I don't eat carrots, so... Okay. I know, but carrots people do like, but, you know, yeah. they do purple carrots, which are the traditional yeah, colour. Yeah, yellow, orange. Yeah, orange. Only thing is, if you're going to be cooking the purple ones, don't cook them with anything else, because it will turn purple. You know what? Actually, I've got a picture on my phone somewhere. Of sweet corn in Hong Kong. Yes. And it's all different colours on the same cob. Yeah. On the same cob, and I was like... Took me like thirty something years to see this. Wow, this yeah. is amazing. It just tastes like normal sweet corn. Yeah, unfortunately. And I think it's. I know, there was a there's a YouTuber who did who bought it and dried it. Yeah. And made it into popcorn. Yeah. Because uh, you can do that with some corns, and this one supposedly you can do, and it didn't change color. And the fa- and the, 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 the look after on their face it was after actually devastated. And I felt so sorry for her. But... You've got to just consider your life decisions and haven't you like maybe I should stop making YouTube because it's crap yeah but I still like a little dabble here with that (laughs) (laughs) no I think yeah we definitely need to sit down and do uh, with our friends and do a list of places we like to eat yeah we could do it as a round yeah we can do that Mm -hmm. I don't don't think anybody would have a problem with that one oh you'll get somebody like no but you forgot this place yeah oh there will be don't worry about it because I have to say right I have a bit of a pet peeve aimed at one restaurant but not it's more aimed at a, a genre of people who eat out. Okay. And I call them wags and bleep bleep. Oh, yes. Yes. And I don't think that if you do a review of a place based on the photo, the Instagrammability of the toilets, that you yes. have any right to tell people where to eat. Your opinion on food doesn't count. No, but you see quite a lot of that across Instagram. Where people yeah. do the toilets, and there is a there's a restaurant in Manchester that's literally done their toilets for that purpose, and they've actually wrote on the back wall slogans and things, so you can actually take a photograph in the toilet. It's mad, isn't it? I went to a restaurant so I could take a picture of myself with rows and rows of false shoes. That, yeah. yeah, like, why is the food any good? No, no, it doesn't matter. I just wanted to take the shoes. <laughs> no, why? Why did you go then? Why are you paying money to eat food that's terrible? Yeah, yeah. but then you know you can choose some places to create, eat great food. You know, and they're not always your big chains. You know, mm-hmm. especially in Manchester, they're not, you know. I can't think of a major chain that actually does amazing food. Do you know what's really good, a really good embodiment of that? 
not only the Northern Quarter, because Northern Quarter is amazing. Yes. But Andale Food Markets. Yeah. Like, there's That's, such a variety there. Well, I'm sure in there they'd like to be plugged, so... Yeah. You know, because you've got... Because I know, because I've been to them, some of them are just absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. But there's one that you love in there. There's quite a lot that I love in there. Well, the, the, the one that you always tell me to go to, and I have still not been yet, so I apologise in advance. Where do I always tell you to go? The Chinese one. Wings? No. Not wings. The little, the little Chinese. I think it's Thai Vietnamese. Oh, the Hong Thai. Yeah, the Hong Thai. Yeah, yeah. Um, what Smoke Shed? I think is there. They're really good. Yeah, I've heard, I don't I've know been if uh, is it uh, Chelsea, the girl who does the vegan junk food. Yes, she does amazing food. Yes. Uh, um, the poutine was really good. I don't know if they're still there. I've not yeah. been for a few months. Um, well, I think it's pre-pandemic we went. <laughs> Does. Salt and pepper does really, really well. Um, I've not actually tried their food because I have my own mix. Yes. That I'm hopefully going to market at some point in my life. Yep. Well, at some point we'll get that off the floor. <laughs> but yeah, I think that the thing that makes my job harder, like, because I, I set out, I was going, I'm going to be a food photographer. That's what I'm going to do, and I do love it. But there's so much competition because there's so many influencers, and I don't want to fight against people to do it. I really want to sing the praises of independent foods, uh, yeah. food suppliers, but, you know, I kind of feel like it's cheapening the whole industry, as bad as that sounds. Right. There are people who will literally go out three times a day and eat for free. And yes. I, I see their pictures from their iPhones and I'm like, you know what? If I was a restaurant and I, I just gave you a free meal, I'd be devastated that you took that. Mm. My food looks like crap because you can't take a photo. Yeah, that's, and I think there are other people, genuine photographers who are amazing at what they do, who can't get paid work because the people are like, yeah, I'll work for a plate of hummus. Well, that's their their choice, isn't it? And that's what makes them sort of go around, and that's their world. And I know it's it is a problem for people who want to go and do it professionally and get, you know, and get the right first class of the right clients. But then you've also got a market of people who want to see social media and. Mm -hmm. Unless you're a top-end social media person, you're not going to be making millions out of it. I don't even think they are. We're not all uh, no, the face. Um, Molly May. Nope, Molly that May I mean, or yeah. uh, some of the other food people out there, you know, they have to do other things to support it. Yeah. It's never it's never going to be a living, I don't think. No. But that's okay. That, no, it is all okay. So, as we're getting towards the end of the podcast... Mm -hmm. Because we've talked yeah. nonsense for half an hour. Yeah, well, that's the best bit. That's <laughs> absolutely fine. Don't worry. Uh, so, what's the one thing you want to tell everybody before we go? About Chinese food, about the food industry, about life in general, Manchester, the food scene, whatever. Don't mess with people who make or serve your food. That's the only thing I'm going to say. And we will take that. Well, I will thank you so much, Jojo, for coming on. It's been You're amazing welcome. having you as always. We've got Waitrose now. Yay! <laughs> if you want to find Jojo everywhere, she will plug herself now. Uh, Jojo underscore foodie underscore MCR uh, on Instagram. And yep. everything, I think, is linked from there anyway. Perfect. So if you want to commission me, by all means, send me a DM. Yep. And Jojo will happily come back to you. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on board. I hope everybody has a great day. Bantery, the podcast designed for you.